Hello, welcome to the Hoop Collective Podcast. We talk about the NBA, which we're doing on Sunday afternoon. Joining us from the center, in mo- some people might call it the Wells Fargo Center, but right now it's just the center in Philadelphia ahead of the Wizards Sixers game today. It's Tim Bontemps. Hello, guys. Do you call it the center? Do you buy into the propaganda put forth by the Sixers and their frustrations with the naming rights? I make sure to poke fun at them about it at minimum at every chance <laughs> I get. And joining us from Memphis, where he's uh, been for several days, getting ready to head back to Dallas. He was at the Grizzlies Mavericks game on uh, Saturday night. It's Ben McMahon. Howdy partners. So, um, we're doing this earlier in the day. So there's some stuff that's happened in the league today. We won't know just uh, to recognize that. Uh, one thing we do know is that the Warriors uh, won another big game uh, on Saturday night, uh, beating the um, Giannis Atenacumpo less bucks in overtime. Nonetheless, it was another good win for the Warriors who continue to play well at home and not well on the road to say the least, but Something interesting happened uh, pregame. Um, Steve Kerr was asked about um, a status update on Andrew Wiggins. And the Andrew Wiggins situation is something that, because it's a personal situation, um, hasn't been talked about. Uh, everyone's given him his space, and that is appropriate. Um, but it has now been gone on over a month, and Kerr has been periodically asked about it, and he's periodically given roughly the same answer, which is that he will be given his space, um, and when he's back, he's back. But he changed his verbiage a little bit on Saturday. And I don't know whether or not something has changed or I don't know whether it's over being overblown. But he, he basically introduced the word if, if Wiggins returns. And so the thing about the Warriors is we've talked about in this pod, all of their goals are still there for them, despite this preposterous 7-27 and 27 road record or 7-28 and 28 or whatever it is. And they, they continue to be impressive at home and, you know, right there. But Bontemps, um, with respect to Wiggins and honoring that he's away because he's got something he's got to deal with, if this is an if with Wiggins, this is a guy who was a vital to their playoff success in their run last year. Probably if there was a, if there was a, 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 a vote taken, he would have been second on the MVP list for the finals MVP last year. Uh, I don't know what to make of this, but I do know if they don't have Wiggins, my viewpoint of the wizard of the uh, Warriors changes significantly, even taking into account their home road issues. Yeah. I mean, look, from the very beginning, when we, you know, I've said a bunch of times that, you know, I think that the Warriors are still my pick, despite how dysfunctional their season has been, despite the fact that they can't win a road game. Um, to come out of the West because I just don't trust any of these other Western conference teams. But at the same time, that's always been with the caveat that the Warriors need to be whole and need to be healthy when the playoffs arrive, because they can't do this without Andrew Wiggins, who is their best, you know, at this point, their best wing defender. He's an incredibly durable player plays, you know, 38, 40, 42 minutes a night at a premium position on the wing. And as I've talked about a bunch of times, when that five-man unit with Steph, Clay, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, and Kevon Looney is out there, that's been the best lineup in the league this season by a significant amount. And so if those guys are available, I think they've got a very good chance, even despite everything that's happened, of getting out of a pretty suspect Western Conference. But if Andrew Wiggins isn't there, the Warriors aren't doing that. And that, when I saw what Steve said yesterday 
um, Saturday now for people listening Monday morning, that was my first thought was like, wow, maybe this is going to end in Andrew Wiggins not being back. And obviously, as Steve Kerr said, it's got families, whatever exactly is going on with him personally, you know, things supersede basketball. But from a basketball perspective, it's one of the biggest stories in the league. Will Andrew Wiggins actually be back with the team at some point in time for the playoffs? Because if he's not, I think it pretty radically changes the outlook in the Western Conference. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I think the main thing that you hit on uh, as far as his value to a playoff run is he is a wing stopper. If they see Luca, he's guarding Luca. You know, if they see uh, the the Clippers, I'm I'm guessing he's probably guarding Kawhi. We can go. You know, I'm he's probably the guy on Durant. We can go on down the list. Uh, plus, giving him twenty ish points per game, and then it's just a matter of you take that out of the rotation, and you know you start filling up those thirty five, thirty six minutes. And it's rough, especially uh, if if you don't have full trust of Kaminga, which I think that's still kind of a developing thing as far as his trust. Um, they have to play small lot, and those small teams, man, there, there are some rough defensive groups out there, especially on the road. That's like, it's, it's bizarre, the home road splits, but they are absolutely abysmal defensively uh, defense- on the road. Defense twenty eighth efficiency twenty eighth in defense on the road three at home. Yeah, it's, that, that's so bizarre. It's unheard of. For, it's unheard especially of. for a a team that not just a veteran team, but like a championship experience team. It's absolutely. I don't know. I I really don't know how to explain it. But at this point, you can't just kind of wave it off. They are awful on the road, and they're going to have to find a way to continue that streak of series with a road playoff win or you know they'll be they'll be done by the end of april here's what steph said last night when he was asked about wiggins friend to friend teammate to teammate sending him support tough situation in terms of him being away for so long but necessary life is bigger than basketball whenever he's ready to come back and i'm sure he will that's how he's built in terms of being available and i know he's missing the vibe of being with us so i don't want to parse that out but it seems like steph's position sounded a little bit mildly more optimistic the other thing about Wiggins he was having a you know a relatively good season he was shooting 40 percent from three-point range on the most threes he's ever shot I mean he's only played 37 games so it's not like it's Mm -hmm. a huge sample size but we all know that he had dedicated himself to defense and one of the reasons why he's so valuable defensively is because he's huge um he's six foot eight and I don't know what his wingspan is but I'll bet it's around seven feet and so um his and he's he's kind of like started decided to start rebounding when he got to um Golden State. It was kind of a weird situation where he was, you know, he kind of had these weird quotes last year, like, I realized I could rebound. And uh his rebounding numbers still aren't great, but he has games where he's he is a real force there. So um and um so I don't know, I don't know what to make of Steph's comments versus Kerr's comments. I just know that they need him. And um <laughs> I thought Jackson just looked it up. He has he does have a seven foot wingspan, uh, based on his measurements, uh, which doesn't surprise me because his arms are are huge. What um, else would you base a wingspan on it other than measurements? The eye test. <laughs> I was just guessing, having seen the man. Um, uh, so um, I definitely think that of all the variables in the Western Conference, which there is a growing, growing list of, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You go, you go right down. It's like every single team has something. Well, not every single, but a lot of them have something 
from where you are with Ja from Kevin Durant's injury to the general headspace of the Clippers. Uh, every single team has Luke some and sort Kyrie of- are dealing with with injuries now. I mean, yeah, Luca's injury at uh, Minnesota. Yeah, Luca's injury doesn't sound that severe, but he's obviously missing games, and and uh, now Kyrie has foot soreness that he missed. Has he has uh, right, right foot soreness that uh, popped up. He says it was after he made a point to note that he played forty one minutes against the Pelicans, including the whole third and fourth quarter. Uh, felt to tweet. I think he said. That. I think he used the word unfortunate. Is that he did. In the, he did. Um, he, he said sound, it was unfortunate. I had to play forty one minutes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's him making it pretty clear. Hey, the rest of the season is not going to be about uh, you know just grinding me down to the nub. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hitch, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So who's ever up there, whether it's the roofers, Santa, birds, old-timey chimney sweeps, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish. But you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit DirecTV.com. Sign up today. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Guys, it's all about confidence. Confidence knowing you'll be ready to go when your partner is. And confidence knowing you'll be able to go a few extra rounds when needed. Confidence is what you get with the chewables from BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. And now they also have Bardenafil, mint-flavored chewables, with the active ingredient in Levitra and Staxin. BlueChew's tablets are a performance enhancement for the bedroom and can help men gain extra confidence when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll get your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problems here. Blue Chew's Sedenafil and Tadalafil tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA, and they prepare them to ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from an extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com. And there's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code HOOP at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code HOOP to receive your first month free. I don't know what to make of that, McMahon. You were there with the team, but it, I uh, I rubbed my chin. Well, I, I will say this. In fairness to Kyrie, uh, I was talking to one of the assistant coaches before the game. This is after Kyrie had been ruled out. And you know he mentioned that he thought it was a really kind of a significant gesture that Kyrie went to Memphis, period. Um, that he he didn't have to, you know, Kyrie the the excused ab the excused absence Friday was to return to, uh, you know, his home state in New Jersey, uh, Najee Seabrooks, who's somebody who I believe he refers to as his cousin. I th- I think they're just you know good friends. I'm not sure there's actual uh, blood relations there, but 
Najee Seabrooks was an anti-violence activist in Patterson, New Jersey, who was fatally shot by police. And so obviously a tragic situation, um, a very complicated situation that, that Kyrie went back to um, New Jersey for the funeral. And, you know, this assistant coach is basically saying, hey, you know, he's feeling something in his foot. He still came to Memphis, still was part of the team, you know, was very like enthusiastic and uh, instructive of, of Jaden Hardy, the rookie who started at point guard by default. Um, so again, just in fairness, I do want to note that, uh, that that's something that was mentioned unprompted um, in terms of they felt like he is part of things. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying the quote, you know, the unfortunate, yeah. you know, it was, un- you know, Luke, it was, he played those myths because Luca had come out of the game, right? That was the, well, but he played, he played, I want to say 42 against the Suns. Like he, you know, he, they're playing him a lot of minutes yeah. because they're desperate to win games. But yes, well, yeah. I, the fact that Luke exited in the third, they, they basically left Kyrie out there the whole time because of that. Well, what I was going to say to that point, I mean, obviously we're doing this Sunday afternoon, so we'll see what happens on Sunday itself. But, you know, if the Lakers do win tonight, they're in a three-way tie with Minnesota and Dallas for seventh place in the West. And they're one loss ahead of the teams in 10th, 11th, and 12th. Like we keep talking about, the West is wide open down there in those playing spots. And if you have a three game losing streak or a three game winning streak, like the Lakers are currently on, you move four or five spots. And it's not inconceivable that if the the Dallas has a bad week, they're not in a play in tournament spot in a week. Right. So yeah, there's a reason why guys, these guys are playing these games. It's probably why Luca tried to play initially against new Orleans with the thigh bruise in the first place, like, or the thigh contusion or whatever. Cause right. like they, they need to win games. This isn't like you can just hang out and, let let the chips fall where they may at this point. Right. Odd right, circumstances so, for his first uh, you know, back to back in more than three months for sure. Yeah. So um that you know, just into speaking to how tight the West is, uh Oklahoma City, Shea Gildas Alexander came back from sore hip on Saturday. And um I can't tell you how awful Oklahoma City looked when I was there. Uh, in Phoenix on uh, Wednesday, the Durant sprained ankle mm-hmm. game. I mean, they just looked awful. Now, granted, Jalen Williams and um, uh, Shea Gillis Alexander were out, um, but Shea comes back and 0% surprisingly drops 35. I mean, he practically averages 35, and they beat the Pelicans. And so, bam, right there with that win, they move basically into a tie with Utah, New Orleans, um, and, and New Orleans for the 10th spot because they all tied in the loss column. So, um, well, maybe the, have, maybe the biggest factor here down the stretch is how many games should Gildas Alexander plays. Cause if he, if, if he's out there, they, they tend to win games, especially over the last couple months. And if they keep winning games, you know, I, I think there's every reason that they should be in the playing one of these four playing tournament spots. If Che is out there for the majority of the games, and we'll see if well, he's going to things. So Shea has missed multiple games with the hip injury and he was in health and safety for a couple of days. So the Oklahoma City has actually lost six of ten, mm-hmm. but they are tied for third, are tied for tenth, and one game in the loss column out of seventh. So um, again, that's another variable. New Orleans Zion announced last week at least out at least two more weeks, probably slightly longer if goes well. So it's all jammed up in there. But that uh, you brought what up was that I did just get a memo from Bricktown. They are asking that we refer to him as All NBA Lock. Shea Gildas Alexander, 
I think uh, some people in Bricktown would like that just to be kind of etched in stone, and then perhaps they can make some decisions. Well, if, the if they get, if they get, well, they they get into the playing the, tournament. The, I think Shane's going to make office, All NBA for sure. Does the accounting office at the? Oh, that's uh, a good question. At, at the Thunder, at the Thunder, uh, are they putting that up to? Uh, I don't think his. Uh, I don't think he has escalators in his deal, but I could be wrong. Oh, you don't. You don't. Okay, well, I didn't look. I was just guessing. Um, I, I will try to check that right now. I know I who does. Mm. I know who does. Mm. Who who would that John be? John Morant. John Morant has escalators in his deal. An, an all NBA uh, thing that would turn that into a super max, huh? I believe it's a thirty million, thirty something, thirty-seven million dollar difference, or something like that. Certainly, don't think that uh, he has helped his cause. There yeah, also, Shea is already Shea's actually already into his extension too, so it doesn't it doesn't okay, impact things. Yeah. Right. Let me just say the the voting for all NBA, the the all NBA uh, guards is going to be a it's going to be very difficult. hard, and not not just because of the talent level, but because of games missed. Well, but we were talking about this earlier off uh, before we started this. I think you've got four locks. Luca, Dame, and just no order. Luca, Dame, SGA, Donovan Mitchell. I think you got four guard locks. Uh, Jalen Brown's got a got a hell of a case. Darren Fox has a hell of a case. You know, and if there's going to be uh, difficult decisions made, I think games played, especially considering the circumstances of why some games aren't played is a logical place to right. if so Steph you, doesn't if Steph doesn't get hurt again he's making all NBA. That's yeah, what he's I think. 42 but, but games now and Booker that's, that's right. Those are both tough. Steph, Booker Booker I think will have a harder time. If, if Steph plays the vast majority of the rest of the regular season, he's making all NBA. I'm voting well, for, for all NBA. I don't want to cause a argument on this pod. <laughs> oh no. But I have been told that there's a threshold and if you miss more than that games, I don't care if you're averaging 50 and 75, you ain't making it. So, well, that's so you know, I've been told that. I've uh-oh. been told. Here comes it. Here comes the you know, There's a the, you're conflating two different awards there, Pally. That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. All NBA is, I consider All NBA to be a most outstanding award in terms of my voting for it. So, I, I look at that as if you, if you, you there's more of a variable or there's more flexibility for missed games for me for all NBA than there are for season long awards, especially for most valuable player, because part of accruing value, as we've talked about before, is playing games and accruing value on the court. Yeah, Whereas, but is it all NBA is about uh, okay? I know the NBA is more about the I think all NBA is more about getting the best players. I think it's about who had the best seasons. It has to be about that. That's it. Well, no, but that's they wouldn't right, have but that's season. I agree, but when I'm saying best, I'm talking. I, I part of my best for that is most outstanding. You, not you, you give more forgiveness for uh, participation ribbon issues in in all NBA. Yes. Yeah. Speaking all of I that, know is I voted for a certain large gentleman from Philadelphia when he played 32 games because I felt he was a rookie of the year. No offense, Malcolm Brogdon. And oh boy, did I hear about that? And I heard about it last year, I believe, when I might have discussed. The number of games a, a hey, certain I'm player su- played. Bon Temps, I'm surprised the anti-Joker campaign manager didn't call for a uh, we don't say emergency pods, an unscheduled pod 
when the when Joker's triple double undefeated run ended in San Antonio of all it places. I was I was waiting. I was well, waiting hold on. It ended it ended at the same time as Joel Embiid was having his latest <laughs> dominant performance of the season, going for 39-7 and 4 and shooting 13 Listen. for 20 and hitting the game-winning jumper with a second to go to beat a truly horrendous Portland team on Friday. I By the way, Portland as a quick aside, Portland does not deserve to make the play-in tournament. That was just they. This game on Friday, the Sixers were losing the entire game. They're down by twenty in the first half. They had no business winning that game, and they won it because Joel Embiid is awesome, and Portland just completely some blew of it. the possessions in that game that Portland had down the stretch. So I questioned bad. if they were even trying to score. It's so bad. I, I questioned whether they were even making an honest attempt. I I questioned it. Um, all I'm going to say is two years you, ago, I voted. They, they went back in the last March mode. <laughs> hey, listen, if they, if, if Dame ends up with Victor Wimbanyama on his team, I'll, you know, that, that would look pretty good. They got two a better shot ago, at that I voted, than the playoffs. Two years ago, I voted for Jokic for MVP. Last year, I voted for Embiid. I stand on both votes. And I also stand on my vote is for Embiid for, for, for rookie of the year. I stand on that. All right. I'm just saying. Okay. Okay, sure. this, okay, okay. This okay. all NBA, this all NBA situation is going to get dicey, especially when there's money involved. And we've got some issues with games played. So, so one. I'm probably going to vote for Steph Curry right now. If I had to mm-hmm. vote, I would. I'm not against it. I'm just saying that I have been scolded for uh for not taking account in games played. It comes okay. the that. So okay. I'm just going to remind Wendy's, everybody Wendy's that that feathers happened. have been ruffled. Noted. Everybody, Wendy's feathers have been appropriately ruffled. Hey, he's also built five straw men and knocked them all down in the past five minutes. So well, let me steer this thing back toward uh, the the West playing picture and another guy who games played could be a conversation for his All NBA candidacy, um, and that's LeBron. Now. Given what the Lakers are doing, well, I don't, you know, I don't have his medical info. I would say uh, it is certainly much more likely that he will return this season than I think I anticipated. Uh, a lot of people probably anticipated when he went down, just because look, I thought they were going to slide back down towards thirteen, and here they are, actually pretty damn well positioned despite well, his absence. The information I have on LeBron, and I know this is vague, and I have to leave it vague. He is trying everything he possibly can with that foot. He is going over every rock mm-hmm. in terms of treatment, in terms of consulting with specialists, everything he possibly can. Yes, it's because he's competitive and he wants to try to get back out on the court. Um, you know, I, th- I think that I think his foot had been bothering him before he had the injury. Um, and he played through it because LeBron plays through injuries and because he was mm-hmm. trying to get the record because he was trying to carry this team. But I also think he realizes he can, he can see everything we can see. He sees the team is vastly improved. He sees perceived weakness ahead of them in the West. I don't know if it's yeah. fair, um, but if you're trying, if you, if you think you can get the seven seed or the six seed and your opposite number might be the Grizzlies without John Morant, I would, I could sense that urgency too. Or or honestly the Grizzlies with John Morant but just completely knocked off their axis and no Brandon Clark and perhaps no Stephen Adams or the other option I think you're about to say is is the Sacramento Kings who 
hey, they are having a phenomenal season. Um, you know, I just mentioned Darren Fox is an All NBA candidate. So bonus certainly should be, uh, you know, very seriously considered for that third center spot. They're not going to strike fear in any of these teams in the playoffs just because you look at that team and you know we've talked about the 16-year playoff drought uh, outside of Harrison Barnes' precious little playoff experience uh, on that roster, and you know they're a team that they you know they're a bad defensive team. It's just the best offensive team statistically in, in NBA history. So. If the Lakers beat the Knicks Sunday night, I don't know whether or not the Knicks, I don't think you're going to have Jalen Brunson for that game. He has a foot injury. This is worrisome from the Knicks. You know, they've been pretty healthy for most of the season with their top players. I know Mitchell Robinson missed some time, uh, but Jalen Brunson um, missed a few games. And then he was playing the other night in Sacramento uh, and he was hot. He was, he'd come back from a couple of days off. He had scored 19 points in 19 minutes. I mean, he was on his way to potentially another 40 point game. He drives the lane and he doesn't, to my knowledge, turn his foot or land on anybody. He just drives the lane and he goes under the basket and he just stops and winces. And that, you know, the the, the Knicks are being vague about what the injury is, but that's worrisome when you well, see. It's pretty reminiscent. It's pretty reminiscent of the guy we just talked about, LeBron James, who did this basically the same thing. Didn't turn his foot, didn't do anything, just went up and down and then was like, my foot hurts. And it looked like the same thing. With Jalen, it's obviously a real concern, like you said, for the Knicks. Huge. Well, LeBron's case, he fell to the floor and said, I heard a pop or felt the pop. That was well, I know, but my point is there was no like you didn't see him like with Kevin Durant, like twist his ankle or something. It just was up and down and then he was hurt. That's right. A little a little uh LeBron related nugget that I just find amusing. Uh, you know, Desmond Bain missed all that time because of a, a pretty significant toe injury this year. And so when he came back his shoes were very important. They needed to find shoes that have as hard a bottom as possible. Hmm. So Desmond Bain, who famously had that uh, heated extended interaction with LeBron a couple of seasons ago is now wearing LeBron's. And I asked like, did you wear those when you played the Lakers? No one, you know, the pride factor here. And he was like, yeah. And he said, Braun came up to him and asked him if he, if he needed it to get any more, just to let him know. (laughs) (laughs) The the needle, the needle. Well, interestingly, so LeBron's shoes this year, the LeBron 21s, I think, or 20 or 21s, they've gone to, and I am not an expert in, in shoes. So we'll have Nick DePaula can explain to you or people, but. LeBron's shoes have gone to a much lesser uh, material version. Um, Mm. Some people have joked that they look like the Kobe shoes that are extremely popular amongst NBA players. Um, You know, shoes are designed a year out. And a year ago, Kobe's shoes were discontinued because there was a, um, you know, an impasse with the family. They have since come to terms and Kobe's are back being produced. But LeBron's shoes are, are much like they're not as high, they're much less material mm-hmm. and not, you know, not surprisingly, they, I have been told that this year's edition of the LeBron shoes have been the best sellers in the last about decade. Since I think the LeBron 11s is what somebody who works in the shoe industry told me. Right. And um, it's, yeah. you know, part of the reason because LeBron had these clod hoppers mm-hmm. and they're just, you know, they're, they were great for him, but they're not good for, uh, maybe the, not, not as good for certainly if you're not playing basketball and you're just wearing them uh, out in the, the streets. But um, it is interesting 
this year, the LeBron shoes have actually sh- much shrunken, much smaller than they were. Man, um, hard but, bottoms. Hey, I did. I found some other. You want some more? You want me to get my full Nick DePaul on? I got some other sneakers. Go, go ahead. Yeah. Coming out of Memphis. Uh, this was a thing. Kyrie Irving, when he did show up to shoot around, obviously didn't play, but he showed up to shoot around. And he was wearing these shoes I didn't recognize. Did a little, I well, I asked him and I asked Apollo. Uh, they were from, you remember Langston Galloway, former NBA player. They're from his yes. Ethics shoe brand. They were the LG2. And Kyrie told me he just want to show, show him some love. Uh, you know, Kyrie's very determined and, and committed to supporting black business owner. So he wanted to show Langston Galloway some love for uh, his shoe brand. So he wasn't sure if he'd wear them in games, but I'm curious to see if uh, this really kind of kicks off Kyrie's shoe free agency since the divorce, (laughs) seriously, since the divorce with Nike, he's been wearing Kyrie's, but he covers up the swoosh and tape and usually he'll write uh, a social justice message uh, over the tape. And, you know, obviously bitter divorce with Nike, Kyrie's shoe free agency for the for the DePaulas of the world, man. It's gonna be a big thing. I'm gonna to have to get my little, you know, like when Luca was was going through the uh, negotiations and I had to get my little pregame well, snaps in. You don't even need to do that because the fine photographers from the NBA and Getty images take shoe photos every single game. You can that see them by halftime. Um but uh Langston Galloway, by the way, was just a part of the team USA mm-hmm. uh crew that qualified for the World Cup. Um so he is still playing, but just not uh, in the NBA. Um, to go back to the Lakers, so I don't know what's going to happen with the Knicks. I don't know. What, they're probably not going to have Brunson. They're a little, that's worrisome. They've lost three in a row coming into this game. They just played Saturday uh, against the Clippers in a game that the Clippers won. The Clippers are winning some games finally, um, and they're getting some momentum. Uh, they're in sixth place, I think, uh, one of the teams that's right there. Um, but anyway, so let's say the Lakers are able to win that game. They're, they're up to they're they're a half game ahead of the Warriors in fifth. Okay, so they're in fifth. So the Clippers, you know, you're yeah. right, Bontemps. You have you have four good days and you jump four spots. <laughs> Lakers, so the Lakers are having good days. So if the Lakers mm-hmm. win tonight, it would be their fourth straight win. They have already won seven out of ten. And if they beat the Knicks tonight, now that I've said this six different times, I'm sure the Knicks will win. But if the Lakers win tonight, they will they will get back to five hundred which they have not been at basically since October. Which is an accomplishment in the Western Conference right now. Listen, I said this when they made the trades. I felt that they had a top six roster because at the time, they had since they started two and ten, they had been, they were like five games over 500. And five games over 500 in the West right now would have you in like fifth place anyway. So if they get to this win tonight, they'd be eight games over 500 since starting two and ten. And they are trending in the right direction. And then in a remarkable situation on Friday, it was against the Raptors who are struggling as they're out on the West coast. Um, Darvin Ham left Anthony Davis on the bench in the fourth quarter uh, because the team that he had out there was playing so well. D'Angelo Russell came back from missing six games with an ankle injury. He had a 28 point game. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, a guy who has at times been invaluable and times been like a total also ran right now is having a good stretch. He had 23 off the bench. Jared Vanderbilt continues to be a significant playmaker. Rui Hachimura is, doesn't contribute every game, but he contributes like two out of every three games. And he's a bench player. Like they don't have to have him every game, but he is helping them. He comes off the bench, can defend multiple positions. 
And Austin Reeves, a guy who's now been around for a while, is in a hot streak. He Bomb is, temps. We've got him. We got another campaign that Wendy's managing. He's managing the Rob Palinka Executive of the Year campaign now. Keep it going, <laughs> Wendy. I'm not. <laughs> well, you're managing the Kyrie Irving PR campaign. Oh, podcast, yeah. so. <laughs> let me tell you. Hey, that's a hell of a tougher job. <laughs> I don't know. I don't actually. I don't. I didn't think about that one. Which one of those is tougher? <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, the Lakers are showing some some interesting life here. Uh, and Anthony Davis, he, he wasn't even really needed on Friday. Uh, he had an okay game, but uh, obviously he'll be needed going forward. And he's playing great. I think he just turned 30 years old this weekend. Um, so, like, uh, the Lakers are a real team. They're a real team that has to deal with the terrible record that they had early in the season. But if you start to look since January 1st, you're talking about a team that's more formidable. I don't know what happens with LeBron. I don't know what percentage he's able to play if he comes back. Yeah, their um, schedule is so weak. It's I know. amazing. Their schedule is favorable. I, I think is it the weakest in the league now? I'll, I'll checked, double check that right now. Today. But I mean, here are their upcoming games at Pelicans, at Rockets, home for Dallas, home for Orlando, home for Phoenix without Durant. Home for the Thunder. I mean, that's a, a trickier stretch. Then they play the mm-hmm. Bulls twice. They play the Wolves, Rockets, Jazz, and then Clippers, Suns, Jazz. So, I mean, there's and then I got a couple Rockets jazz. games. Pelicans yeah, are a disaster. The, yeah, the Jazz down the stretch might be uh, the Bulls. Two games with the Bulls. They haven't played the Bulls yet. Right. Oh my god! Right. By the way, the uh, the Kyrie Lakers PR Lakers is second uh, half of a back to back with the Thunder. So with the Clippers, 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 Lakers back to back for OKC. So. Maybe maybe Shea one. doesn't play in that game. Um, I was just gonna say the Kyrie PR and Palenka Executive of the Year campaign, Twindy. We might be able to join forces this summer <laughs> going into the next year. Well, listen, you cannot evaluate Rob Palenka's effort in midseason without evaluating his effort that he put them together with. By the way, an- another quick little thing on on that front: uh, Kyrie was wearing a South Oak Cliff High School hat after shoot around, and people in Dallas look at, the, look at this guy. No, Montem, listen, this, this guy is, is like cataloging one. every stitch of clothing. Well, I mean, these things are notable, but no, South Oak, like I came up covering high schools for the Dallas Morning News. You remember Darrell Arthur? I, I've covered Darrell Arthur winning state championships at South Oak Cliff. They just won football state championships in back to back years. Massive deal. The first Dallas ISD school to win a state championship since uh, the Friday Night Lights Carter team that got stripped. And before that, it was like a 50 year thing. Anyways. So, you know, got to talk a little bit about that. And then uh, I did make a, a very polite offer. I, I said, hey, if you're around in the fall, I can help you find some great high school football games to go to. He uh, he smiled, but didn't take me up on that offer. Bon Temps, look at this. Friedel, his 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 buddy show with Friedel. I've seen this story. I've seen this it movie before. I'll just put it that way. It's Oscar Day. I've seen wait, this movie before. Wait, wait am, I, am I the goofball who gets killed 15 minutes into the horror film? Oh, I just I <laughs> yes. saw it. There was, you know. At the start of the year, Kyrie and Nick were going to go make a buddy cop movie, and by the end, it, it all fell apart. And this well, is going to be I'm the just, same thing I'm here, just too. Offering if he's around in the fall, you know, and he wants to find high school football games, I'd be happy to help him. Be happy to Do help. Do you have him. any high school teams you need to call? You need to shout out, uh, Bontemps? No. But I, okay. I do, I do want to circle back though, because we sort of skip past them. I want to talk more about the Kings. Yeah, Kings had a huge are. win. Yeah. Huge Kings had a huge win on Saturday. Neck and neck game with the Suns. They beat the Suns in Phoenix. 
They in Memphis with Memphis's win against Dallas on Saturday night too. They're both four losses up on the Suns with 16 games to go. No Kevin Durant. I think chances are pretty good now. Mm-hmm. Those two teams are going to be in the two, three spots. And look, we've talked a lot about all these teams. Oh, you know, people eyeing the chance to get the Kings, get the Kings, you know, possible, you know, whether it's the the Warriors or all these teams. Oh, you look, you could play the Kings or you could play the Suns in the first round for weeks now. Right. But if I'm the Sacramento Kings and I'm looking at this situation and all these teams in the playing tournament are deeply flawed and losing games all the time and the Memphis Grizzlies have all sorts of things going on with their team between injuries and, and other things. There's a path for the Sacramento Kings who have not made the playoffs in 16, 17 years to be in the conference finals in two months. Not saying it's going to happen. I'm not saying I'm predicting it to happen, but like there, this team has the best offense in the league. The Aaron Fox, as McMahon has said multiple times, the runaway winner of the cojones factor award for the season. Mm -hmm. He's been unbelievable. Mike Brown has done a fantastic job. And as we all know, when that team gets in the playoffs, the Kings are going to have an absolutely insane home court advantage in that arena. Yeah, the beat making the the only thing getting lit. The fans are going to (laughs) be fans. The fans there deserve to make the playoffs. They're going to be off. What a great arena! It is. It is a great arena. It's great. You know what? And you know what? Downtown area. It didn't cost two billion dollars to build. Maybe it did. It's not like uh, it's not like uh, the other arenas. Well, that's great. It's right downtown. It not, it, I remember writing all about it because I was intensely covering the Seattle mm-hmm. uh, Sacramento wars. It's a very smart design of the building. If you've ever been there, um, like the way that like Steve Ballmer, how many times have we heard him say 51 rows, the wall, 51 rows. He keeps having press conferences about this arena that they're building the Intuit Dome, which is probably costing four times the amount in deals being built in LA. I just heard a whole lot about the toilets. (laughs) Yes, that's right. Balmer's big on the toilets. Very excited about the toilets. But they have a, the way that 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 arena is designed, like one end of the arena, like kind of effectively does that. And they have this open space back there. And now they've got this beam. I mean, how much did mm-hmm. the beam cost? Beam costs hundred grand. I don't know. I don't know what it costs. <laughs> no, but, no idea, but, but it was worth every penny. But 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 the but the marketing like they they they're doing a good job. And I and yeah. Bontemps, you talked about this game last night. This is an important game for the Suns. This you know you've heard what I've said. I don't think that the loss of Durant is a devastating blow, assuming he's able to recover from the injury and get back to himself. Because I do think. All of their goals are out in front of them. All their flaws are still going to be yes, there. But again, they if Kevin Durant comes back healthy, the Suns will probably be not okay. repeating that argument. <laughs> when to get back to your right. point, we're not repeating. Well, my that point argument. is, I just wanted know, to make a joke about that. In in <laughs> fairness, they were about to play a set of games here that were pretty important. They they just come through a relatively light schedule, even though they were on the road. They had Kings at home on Saturday. Then they have mm. the Bucks. Uh, what day is that? The Bucks. The Monday. Bucks is Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday, right. Tuesday Bucks play the Kings oh, no. Monday. Monday, the, I'm sorry, the, the Warriors play, the Suns play at the Warriors Monday, and then Tuesday, the Bucks. So Kings, Warriors, Bucks in three games in four days. It would have been really good to have Durant for that game. And um, yeah. I suspect that if they had Durant uh, in Saturday night's game, that they probably would have won um, because down at the end of the stretch, 
the Kings were literally triple teaming Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would come off a screen and they would, he would be double teamed. There'd be a third guy standing two feet away. And he was throwing the ball to Torrey Craig and Nish Wainwright, and they weren't making the shots, which is, which is what Bontemps point to me was last week. Really? Cause absolutely. we got a text last night about Ish making a clutch three. How many threes he make in that game? He did make a, he did make a clutch three, but unfortunately he missed his other six shots. Um, your points that you guys made last Saturday or whatever last week exactly came true on mm-hmm. Saturday night. My point is that that's not the way it's going to be. I know, but we're not but, talking about the Kings again. We keep disrespecting okay, the Kings. Fine. <laughs> I will say this My real quick. Is, Bon Temp, you, you had the Suns passing the Grizzlies. I'm not so sure that'll happen. I, I'm not saying I think the Grizzlies will finish strong. I think they'll finish in the three seed, though, because I think they'll at least kind of. No, I'm saying I think I oh, think you're the saying Suns, you think the Suns are four. No, I yeah, I think because Memphis and Sacramento have this four game in okay. the loss column miss, lead. No, you. that's no, no, no. That's what I was saying. I think that that was a huge combination of games. Right. Okay. Memphis coming back, you know, winning that Golden State game, coming back and winning that game against Dallas. Sacramento beating the Suns last night. You know, look, the Warriors. We just talked about it. They're incredible at home. Good chance Phoenix loses that game. We'll see who plays in this back to back for both teams against the Bucs. I mean, if they drop those two games, I don't think there's any chance that they're getting yeah, up into I, the top three. When I was looking at that, I I wasn't I didn't think the Mavericks were not going to have Luca and Kyrie for that game. Right. Uh, um, no, for sure. I also but the Kings know, though, this is open the, for the Kings. It's the open Suns, for the Suns have another game with the Kings, although it's in Sacramento. Anyway, the the Kings have the number one offense. Uh and they've had it for a long time mm-hmm. and they've, it's, it's, it's one of the highest scoring seasons in the history of the NBA and they're number one. And when they move into clutch time, De'Aaron Fox is so Eight comfortable over. They, they don't even really have to work that hard to get him good shots. And he's so comfortable. He, it was kind of interesting the way he was playing against Chris Paul last night um, and yet victimizing Chris Paul and just getting 17 footers whenever he wanted them. It was Chris Paul and him, huh? He gets to the, he gets to the mid range. You got trouble. And the, and the reason everyone's sort of scared of him is because he's so fast that when he gets any space, the, the, the game plan is yeah. get back and protect. And so he's just, I mean, he always, he had been developing that push shot earlier in his career um, to, to, to sort of overcome his size differential. Now he's mm-hmm. got that mid range, man, it, they get easy shots really, really easily. And look, Mike Brown had it. Now they are not a good defensive team. They have won eight out of their last nine games in those nine games. They rank 26 in defense. They are still not getting it done at the defensive end, but Mike Brown right, 22nd good- for the season. Oh no, that's Mike Brown had a, I was had a worse than that. I think they're yeah. 26. They're 25th, they're, 25th for 25th. the season. Yeah. Mike Brown had a game plan for last night's game. Mike Brown knows how to game plan within playoff series. They have some challenges. Teams are going to go at Sabonis bond temps, um, but they got a lot going for them. Um, you know what they have too? They have an identity. All these other teams, these teams in the play in mix, like they're all in flux, right? Dallas just traded for Kyrie. They're trying to figure out what the hell they are. The Clippers, we never know what they are from day to day. We talked about the Wigan situation with Golden State. The Lakers have been all over the place all season. You the know, Suns, you go Durant. Up, 
Right. So I'm just trading for Kevin Durant. Back. Right. Cat will be back at some point. All those teams are in flux, right? Sacramento clearly has some flaws, but the Kings are what they are and they know exactly what they are and they're very confident in what they are. And that can carry you a long way. And like I said, I'm not saying we're going to have Sacramento Kings games on ESPN at the end of May in the Western Conference Finals, but for all the time we've spent talking about all these other teams as a draw, oh, you want to line up with Sacramento in the first round. Like, that's who you want to get. Like, it's just as open for Sacramento, which you know, we all said back in October, if they're in the play in everyone there will be thrilled. Now they're going to maybe be the two seed and have a real chance to make it deep into the playoffs. We thought Mark Spears was crazy when he out of his boldly declared, like no (laughs) questions asked that the Suns were a playoff team. Spears wouldn't have even considered them being a <laughs> the kings the kings wouldn't seed. have the kings wouldn't have been saying they're going to be the two by seeds. the way just to put uh uh darren fox's clutch dominance in perspective leads the league with 171 clutch points jimmy butler second with 133 and fox That's is doing wild. that shooting better than 54 percent from the floor i mean he's just he gets, efficiently he gets, filling it up he gets to his spots so easily it's scary you're like he also had a game how do you do that again? from like a step over half court just to calm that's pull true. Up i mean i don't team. even know who i like that's going to be an end of season award this year for the first time i don't even know who the second place person is i nah, mean here fox has to win in a in a romp yeah Jokic is the second place person okay Ooh, uh, back on the back on the joke the list, defense side. baby <laughs> here's the list of teams with the most road wins this season Warrior. Boston Celtics, the, the, 21. The most standings. Boston Celtics, 21. Milwaukee Bucks, 20. Those are two pretty good teams, right? Mm-hmm. Celtics, 21 yep. and 12. Bucks, 20 and 13. They just took a loss on Saturday yep. night. Philly. I know who's, just I know who's back, next. Philly just came back from an awesome road trip where they went 4 and 1 despite having some injuries. Only loss was in Dallas on the second night of back to back. Sacramento Kings, 19 and 13, the only Western Conference team with a winning road record. Wow. Sacramento Kings. Now, yep. you can take a shot at them for their lack of experience, and that's rightly so. You can take a shot at them for maybe their giddiness over just being in the playoffs because the majority of that roster has very little to no playoff. I'm experience. not taking a shot at a team being giddy to make the playoffs after 16 years in the freaking wilderness. Yeah, no I question. agree, but, but no you question. can argue that that's going to, you know, if you're going to yeah. argue against them having a long run. When you have a, when you are six games over 500 on the road as a young team, now maybe some of this can be, you can point to the fact that the West in general is not strong. Well, but there's nobody the reason, else in the West that's got. Well, that's like the thing. Play. The West isn't strong. I mean, we. The, I mean, the West. The West is as bad as it's probably ever been this year. But that's that's the whole point. Sacramento is good, and they've been good all season. And everybody's been waiting, including me. I'll be the first to say it for them to drop off. Right? We kept waiting for the drop off. When are they gonna like? I would. I would have thought they would have been more likely to do what's happened in New Orleans than what New Orleans has done. Now, obviously, New Orleans has had some injuries. But New Orleans was in second place not long ago, and people were hailing them as a championship contender. And now they're probably not going to make the play in. And Sacramento's just kept chugging along. Kevin De'Aaron Fox win them clutch game after clutch game. And they're sitting here now in second, you know, tied for second with Memphis. And it's all open for them. 
it's it's just really it's it's one of the more unbelievable stories we've seen in the NBA in a long time. They're like Sacramento's got a real chance to make a run so, this year. So they won their 40th game last night. I this is going to be my trivia. This is going to be my trivia question. Remember when the fan oh, came out okay. of Summer League, out of the Sacramento Summer League, whatever they call that, out of the California League, and uh, there was the that video of the fans saying something along the lines of, "We're getting forty wins this year, baby." <laughs> well, right. this is this is our right, this is our trivia go question ahead, of the trivia. week. Trivia, go ahead, trivia. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code HOOP. That's code HOOP. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call or click Granger.com or just stop by. The Sacramento Kings have had 20 coaches in 38 years. How many How many coaches have won 40 games, and who are they for the Kings? I already know the answer, so I'm going to let you guess. Is it just one? It's Rick Adelman and Mike Brown. That's oh, the answer. Duh, Mike Brown, yeah. <laughs> so now two. <laughs> there you go. So wow. does that mean that they've only had two coaches? That have had that have given them winning records. I guess if you miss the playoffs for 16 straight years, you're not. I don't. I I'm going to double check that right now to make sure. I am nearly certain that is true, because I think the only times they've been in Sacramento that they've had winning records were basically that stretch with Rick Adams. So I remember Paul Westfall when he first got there, his first year, like a really good year. They didn't win. Must not have won 40 games. So, yeah, they they made the playoffs twice before Adelman got there with losing records. Wow. And. After Adelman left, yeah, they haven't had a winning record since that is, 2006. That is absolutely amazing. They have they have won over 30, that. First span, off, they, 20 they've coaches only won, in 38 years. 20 yeah, coaches in 38 years is wild, considering Adelman was there for like seven. Yeah. Uh, Gary St. Jean had some 39 win seasons. Yeah, they won 39 a couple times. They won 38 a couple times. They'd never. <laughs> We're going to win 40 this year, baby. <laughs> this is the third time in 30. This is the third time in about 30 years that they'll have made the playoffs without Rick Adam and coaching the team. And he made the playoffs every single year. He coached the team. Oh my God. It's, it's amazing. Which again, I'm there. An unbelievable fan base. I'm thrilled for them. And like, they, they got a real shot, you know, like we keep talking about all these West teams what? that just a real shot to win a couple what? rounds in the playoffs. To do some damage in the West. They can win a series or two. I mean, if they win a series, it's. I mean, I already said they'd have a parade if they made. I mean, the look like if they play Dallas in the first round. I mean, McMahon's been at those games. Like, I, I, there's no reason they can't beat Dallas in a series. Well, the that'll be forget Lawler's laws. Like first one fifty. <laughs> it's going to be Lawler's law times two. <laughs> yeah, Lawler. Hey, 
My man Ralph got out at the right time. Is that Lawler's Law thing? Ain't no more, buddy. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> but yeah, like, like if they play Golden State without Wiggins, if they play Minnesota, if they play Dallas, heck, if they play the Lawler, Clippers, I they could beat Lawler's any of those Law. teams in a series. Lawler's Law, by the way, was the first team to 100 wins, and he would he would call for it in games. Coined by the, the great time, former Clippers announcer Ralph Lawler. Ralph Lawler, and, that's right. And uh, he. Uh, <laughs> he was often talking about the opposing teams during most of his time, but okay. Uh, some, and he usually went wrong the, about that. <laughs> wasn't wrong. Um, yeah. So the, the, the Kings are a fascinating team. Um, and. Well, look, the West I, is just so fascinating because the top three teams in the West, Denver, Sacramento, and Memphis mm-hmm. all have real questions about their ability to make a deep run, which you never see. Like you generally, the, the, the teams that are in the top three in the conference, they're the teams that are going to make the finals. In the East, like nobody's saying anybody other than mm-hmm. Boston, Milwaukee, and Philly is making the finals. There's no there's no debate about that. It's just which but of those teams say, is going like, to win. When I've, when I've been allowed to watch Denver play, they're very impressive. They're very impressive. So... Yeah, uh, that's, that's like we've talked about. Let's see him make the run. Like the they, it's all set up for these teams to make runs. It's all, it's all sitting there. All right, McMahon, you got to cover a game. I mean, McMahon, you got to fly. Bontemps, you got to cover a game. Will the NCAA tournament selection committee have the guts to give Kent State an eleven or twelve seed? Thirty-two, and I'm calling it right now. Thirty-two oh. in the RPI. I want to see an eleven or twelve from Kent State in this next couple hours. Congratulations to Golden Flashes. 28 wins. Going to the NCAA what, tournament. Only what Brian rooted for his football the, team, McMahon, instead of what, rooting for Ohio State to stomp them whenever they play. What only, exactly only is a Golden that. Flash? I'm it's a not a good concerned. nickname. I I'm a little concerned it's not a good about nickname. what that implies. <laughs> their, their mascot What's is a mean green? Color. A green that's mean, you doofus. <laughs> it's it's I think it's a it's a bacterial infection. Is McMahon, is McMahon aware of North Texas being in the tournament? They're not in the tournament. They lost in the conference uh, USA semis. Well, there you go. I've seen if you paid after, attention. After, no, okay, hold on, buddy. After <laughs> winning a school record 26 games this season, great job by Grant McCaslin in Denton, America, over the last few years. If I give Grant you McCaslin's a blind going to be the coach there much longer. If I give you the blind resume of a team that was 32 in the RPI, I know the RPI is, you know, we are not going to we we talk we about the gonna, NBA. That's right. We are not going to do NCAA tournament selection <laughs> show pre-talk right. that comes right. out Monday I'm morning. I'm hoping that they get sent to Des Moines so I can go see him play. Wendy's All right. just using his platform. He's got a lot of influence. He just wants to lobby. It's a lot of influence hey, when another the campaign comes out 12 hours the, after the... Yeah, the, 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 the Golden Flash selection campaign. Yeah, well... Have some guts and give them an 11, Steve. And they're probably going to get a 13. All right. Thank you, Bontemp. Thank you, McMahon. Thank you, Jackson, our producer. Thank you for listening to Hoop Collective. We'll talk to you later this week. Adios, amigos.
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply.